morning, good morning, whenever you are listening to this episode, or I guess good afternoon. This is another exciting episode of Game Gurus. This may or may not actually be the series finale of Game Gurus. Yes, I know it's a long time coming, but we're going to keep bringing out great content to you. And I think this is a very special episode. It's someone we, we've had a litany of amazing guests, but this this person fits the criteria of the spirituality that we discuss on Game Gurus, but also the relationship dynamics. And it's actually really hard to find people like that. So without further ado, we have a great special guest, and it might be our final guest of the series. So she doesn't know about that. This is a surprise. Without further ado, introduce yourself to the people. Hi. Well, thank you so much for um, having me and giving me an opportunity to talk about what I am completely passionate about and um, just, you know, being able to be a part of this. And if this is your, um, you know, possibly final episode, I'm just completely just honored. Hopefully we, um, I, I, I help you go out with a bang, <laughs> but um, my name is Devet and um, I am a professional numerologist. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist. Um, I do neuro-linguistic programming, um, and I consider myself a life path coach um, because of the numerology aspect. I um, Just a little bit about myself. I'm originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I currently live in Newport Beach, California. I've been here for about 20 years. And what brought me out here was um, collections. I was actually a, a collector for a credit card processing company. And I was really, really good at it because I discovered numerology. And so I found that I was able to um, pull a file on someone that maybe owed 30, 40, $50,000 and um, calculate their numerology real quick based on their contract, their birthdays on there and get a really good idea of what motivates this person, like what the, the, the triggers are and use that to help me to collect. <laughs> so um, collections brought me out here since then I've done various things, but my heart and my passion has always really been in understanding um, just human development, understanding relationship. I mean, just how to human, <laughs> how we human is, um, yeah, how, how we human. I mean, I, I think Love we're still it. trying to figure this out, you know, but there's so many aspects to it. I mean, there's our verbal communication. Um, and in that, you know, just our, our tonality, we can tell, if someone really means what they're saying or not, for example, in a relationship, if you ask, you know, a woman what's wrong and she says, I'm fine, you know, she's not fine. <laughs> so Some of us her- know that means she's not <laughs> fine. I, man, I, I can't tell you how many people were like, well, she said she was fine. So I left it alone. Right. 
that's kind of like a language in its own to know (laughs) the hidden meaning behind the tonality of her I'm fine (laughs) emotional intelligence exactly I mean sometimes that I'm fine means that you should probably um go (laughs) or you should put on some headgear something to protect yourself something's coming um but there's that and then there's also body language Right. Right. Like it's I like to say um, to listen to what someone is not saying, because sometimes their words are saying one thing, but their body language, if you're paying attention, is saying something completely different. And interrogators, you know, know this and and, um, investigators and, you know, people in that field will look for. Uh, micro expressions or how a person shifts in their seat or if they're open or closed or scratch their nose or look to the left or the right. I mean, there's just so many hidden messages in how we communicate. And so one of those things that I have become very passionate about is numerology, because that in itself is a whole other world of understanding what is going on behind the scenes um, for a person. And it has just, it has just been such an amazing journey. I've been studying numerology for about probably close to about 20 years now. Um, A friend of mine introduced me to it and I was curious. I'm a very curious person and I, I, I'm a truth, you know, seeker. I like to find out. Um, what else is is out there and and understand just all aspects of life and what intrigued me about numerology was um one that first of all let me just say that i'm a christian i read the bible i follow god i go to church you know um i love jesus and looking at numerology i'm like the bible uses numerology throughout the whole bible especially revelations and um What's the uh, Daniel? Yeah. And there's a book called Numbers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Deuteronomy. Yeah. yeah, There's just like so, there's just so much more to it. That is what really made me really want to look at what is this? You know, because if, if, if it's consistent, the, the number three, seven, 10. Right. right. And it's used consistently, right? Consistently. Six, if you, you know. Yeah. The number of the beast, 666. Yeah. And there were times in the Bible that God would change somebody's name when he set them on a new mission. Right. I, and that blew me away because I was like, what would it matter if it didn't, if it wasn't significant? What's, what would be the purpose of that? Like going from Jacob to Judah. Right. Or Saul to Paul. Right. Abram to Abraham or even Sarah he just changed the spelling of her name so that just completely made me just open up my mind and and my heart and just really search to see you know what is this because if it's if it's real if it's really something significant I, I want to know what that is and how can I how can we as, you know, people use that to, um, to be better? How can we better humanity? I mean, it's kind of looked at like a, 
a culty thing. Um, you know, we think of numerology and I just, I don't think, I don't think it's anything like that. I think anything can be, you know, anything you can, you know, get too um, maybe obsessed or culty about, but I mean, you know, everything is numbers. Right. I mean, we can, everything, right? Like, you can't it's the foundation uh, if it's not what did you what's your website say it's not if it's not measurable then, then it doesn't exist then it doesn't exist yes yeah and it sounds a little like out there but when you really really think about it i mean i mean you just look around what is you know everything is just numbers from the distance to the size to the shape to whether you're baking a cake or you're taking money out of your bank account i mean just exchange of money and value and time and dates and frequency and you know so numbers are very very valid in how we operate in life and how we operate with each other because we're not the same we're all different right and yeah so it's just very telling so you use numerology as an extension of your spirituality, of your Christian faith, actually, specifically. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what, um, you know, so you definitely feel like God has a plan for everyone, correct? Absolutely. And what do you feel like God's plan is for you um, through numerology or just in general? And what is, um, what are your numbers? numerology wise and can you kind of explain that for people that maybe aren't as familiar absolutely so um so the just to kind of lay some foundation the idea i guess of or the basis of numerology is really just nine numbers one through nine and each number has a specific quality and um essence to it and so wherever you see this number it represents that for example you know one is always um the natural leader they always have to be like number one two is like duality the yin and the yang and and the peacemaker three is um creative the, the the creative four is the more practical um builder five is like fun freedom and adventure six is like the natural parent seven is the faith seeker um eight is like the money number nine is like the humanitarian so in 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 one word that's kind of like a basic description and it goes way deeper than that of like really getting into the meat but when you understand what each number represents and then you understand how to start applying it and figuring it out like in life then you can see um how it fits so we each have a life path number and this is the most important number to really understand about yourself or about anyone else it really tells the most about you and this is the number that is um that comes from the date of your birth the month day year all added together and you um you want to get to a single digit so you, you add all your numbers together for example, my, my birthday is March 11, 1973. When you add it all together, it comes to 25. 
And so then I add the two plus the five um, to get a seven. So my life path number is a seven. Seven is very spiritual, very deep. They ask the deep questions. They're the faith seeker. They're, they have this Spock mentality and, you know, they're the observers and can appear very weird. <laughs> I'm very weird. Trust me, when you get to know me, you're like, this girl's weird. <laughs> but I like to have fun. I'm goofy. You're I embrace <laughs> yes very um so and then there's a name that you're given that tells about your destiny so you can also break down um the letters and there's like an equation that kind of goes into um the consonants and the vowels and the, it just tells more about you so my purpose in this is i think to create a whole new awareness on how, like I said before, how we human, right? How we um, deal with each other and how we operate and how we communicate and how we understand our differences and where each other's coming from. And I would really like to take this, you know, to the world in a way where it's not like this woo-woo culty weird numerology thing but it's just kind of like a a way of understanding um each other for example I have two daughters um and they're completely different personality types and so when I first discovered numerology I figured out their number and I'm like oh my gosh this fits so perfect one is the three life path number which is they're the creative, they're the fashion designers. And my daughter graduated from um, FIDM, which is a, a fashion um, school. My other daughter is a six and she's like the natural parent. So she's, you know, loves to make dinner and just, you know, help, but she can be really bossy because she thinks she's the parent. So we've had this little, you know, struggle between her and I, because it's like, she can't help it. She kind of has that authority you know, kind Energy. of, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's sometimes I'm like, wait, I'm the mom, you know, <laughs> you're the daughter, I'm the mom. Hold up. Wait a second here. <laughs> yes. So when I figured out the numerology, I'm like, oh my gosh, I get it. So, when, so there would be times that, you know, we're making dinner and I would know to ask, um, you know, one daughter who's the natural parent to help me in the kitchen and make dinner. Cause she would throw her hair back in a ponytail and she'd be tearing the fat off the chicken and ready to go. My other daughter wanted nothing to do with that, but she was perfect at setting the table and straighten things up. And so the value, and, and, and I tell you that to just, you know, really get the point out there that what helped me was knowing that how different they were. So when it was time to make dinner, I knew to ask one, hey, you want to help me in the kitchen? And hey, would you set the table and straighten up? you know, in the kitchen and they were, we're all happy. I'm a happy mom because stuff's getting done, you know, and both my daughters are, are happy because they're doing what they're good at Correct. versus what you Alignment. see. Yes. Instead of me saying, why can't you be more like her or why, you know, she always helps and you never help with dinner. And, and now I'm making them wrong or bad or, or feeling like they're not good enough or, you know, frustrated. So I just, it made a world difference in my home. And, you know, my vision is to, to, you know, have parents understand how to deal with their children, 
Um, and in a relationship, understanding what your partner's needs are and what your needs are and how to communicate um, and how to um, just really, you know, accept who we are. I mean, me being a seven, I'm different than a lot of like my other friends. I'm the type that I will like, I will jump off the cliff and pack my parachute on the way down. Cause I'm just like, Oh, ooh, I have all this faith. Right. And then there's other people that are like very calculated. Like they will not like a four life path. They need to have, they need to know A, B, C, D before I do anything. And which is good. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying that's either is right or wrong, good or bad. But you have to walk in your purpose. You have to be aligned with that. Exactly. And when you, when you're clear about what that is, then, you know, then, then now you're not second guessing or, or, or thinking the clarity allows you just to fully go into what you're supposed to do and not waste time with things that really aren't meant for you. Exactly. And then when you have the whole world around you telling you, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And you're like, but I don't feel that, you know? Right. Like, um, I think there's a big thing now where it's like, I think for the past maybe five years, entrepreneurship has been um, glorified almost, or I would say glamorized is probably the better word. And uh-huh. entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Right. I love it. it. I feel like it's my calling, but it's not for right. everyone. If it's right. for you, it's for you. And even the way you do entrepreneurship can be different than the way I do entrepreneurship. So you right. can't, but the connotation that if someone isn't an entrepreneur, then they're not fulfilling their potential. And that's just not true. I agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's just like someone who is in a family and everybody, you know, are doctors and they're, they're pressuring, you know, this one individual to be a doctor, but this right. person wants to be a musician. <laughs> right. Right. And, and the whole family is making them wrong or bad or calling them a loser because, you know, they're kind of a starving artist right now, but yet this is their passion and their gift to the world, you know? And I just, it breaks my heart thinking that so many people get stuck in a life um, that that's not really what their gift is. And that's not really, you know, what they are here to fulfill or what they're here to do exactly and yeah there's a a book called the five regrets of the dying and this woman who wrote this book she was a hospice nurse and so you know people were always dying around her and so she wrote this book and and what she said was that the number one regret of people that were on their deathbed was not living their life's true purpose and that just hit me like a ton of bricks because for the most part, people don't even know what that is. I I don't think they do. Yeah. I think you ask people what they do and they, they, that's what they answer with. They answer with a career, not like what's their calling, what's their purpose, what's your reason for being. Right. And those are two completely different things. Like, what are you meant to do? Like, it's only you. There's never right. going to be another you. There might be something exactly. similar, whatever. 
but never quite the same. So this is a one and only opportunity that you have here. Right. Right. And your life matters. So your purpose, if you want to be a musician, I mean, who's to say that you have to be a doctor so that you earn this money and, and that's the only way to have honor. And yet you're someone who's like a prince that missed out on this opportunity to have this like impact on the world through your music because other people told you that you should be something different than how you felt in your heart. Right. And so numerology kind of confirms that for people. You know, I've worked with people that are like, I'm just not sure which path to take. Do I go left or or do I go right? I have amazing opportunities and, you know, but this is how I feel. And then we, we break down um, kind of, you know, what they're made of, you know, I call it their, their matrix or their blueprint. And it makes so much sense. And they, sometimes it's like right or left is, is good. As long as you're living that adventure or as long as you're feeling secure or whatever that key thing is for you, um, you know, they can make decisions knowing that, May, sometimes it's not right or left. Sometimes it's it's both. It's it's just how you're going to feel on the inside and how it satisfies you, you know, because they could get stuck of, oh, my gosh, I, if I go right, what if I regret not taking this other opportunity or, or vice versa? And um, it really just kind of confirms that you're on the right path or that you're not on the right path. And that's why things are falling apart around you or you're just like not able to align or they're falling into addiction or um, things like that, that just helps to kind of align with where they should be and helps them communicate with their family and people in their life. Okay. I have a kind of question. It's, it's a little uh, bit of a trivia for you. Might be a hard one. You ready? I sure am. (laughs) Okay, so just guessing off of our conversation so far, could what numerology number do you think I am? What's my so, F number? Yeah. So there's there's a lot that that makes you up. So it is kind of hard a little bit to exactly break down unless I spent like more time and and had some questions. But um, being an entrepreneur. Um, and stuff, I would, a lot of entrepreneurs are eight life path members. Um, they like to be in control. They like to make money. Um, they like to communicate. Um, but what I, does that kind of make sense about you? What I can do is if you want to give me your birth date. I, here's the, or did you already figure that? I, I know what number I am. This okay. is my, so it's going to lead us to, um, kind of going a little bit deeper with numerology and I have a little couple of side questions for you as well. Okay. I'm actually a life path number 11. Okay. So that's right. a two. Yeah. Okay. So you do that. You do it that way where you don't really do the uh, master numbers. Master you don't number. do the 11, 22, 33. Cause I know there's kind of discussion on that. Yeah. So the master numbers, um, so like a, an 11, it comes out to a two, but it's just a really intense two. And that actually makes complete sense based on the spirituality of your podcast. 
so from what I saw, your podcast is, is it goes deeper into kind of like the spiritual realm of like relationships and how people operate. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly a two life path number is very similar to like a seven like me, which, which likes the deeper questions and likes to find out the deeper meanings. So as a two life path number, um, and it being a master number 11, it just signifies that the two is even more intense. So the master number, it always still comes out to the, the single digit that it adds up to, but it just adds in that like extra intense um, so intensity are, to it. Are 22s fours then? Yes. And then the 23s twi- are sixes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that makes sense as far as like what your podcast is about. And, um, it's, yeah. And then, um, I'm going to share some more information with you. So I'm a master number. Well, I'm an 11 or a two, however you want to kind of phrase it. Um, but I'm a Taurus as mm-hmm. well what are your thoughts on astrology so i think people think they're the same thing but i think numerology and astrology are there yeah there's some similarities but they're different enough where i think you can get something out of both of them oh absolutely so i am not hugely knowledgeable on astrology but what I do know is that um, they're, like you said, they're very, they're different. They're just like two kind of opposite sides of the same coin. Like fractions um, and decimals almost. And they don't contradict each other. That's for sure. No. They don't contradict each other. They, they're aligned. They just give a different perspective and a different like view. Like I'm a Pisces. Okay. And it fits me a hundred percent. You know, my daughter's a Leo. It fits her a hundred percent. I mean, she's and she's a six Leo, so she's like the natural parent, you know, lion queen. You know, so you can imagine our mm-hmm. arm wrestles that happen in this house between <laughs> <laughs> me and her. Um, but it's it's amazing because understanding each other, we understand where each other comes from, so we can kind of not take it wrong or just like understand. Okay, I get, you know, where we come from, but. Um, astrology and numerology as far as how I look at it it's all created by God you know I mean he aligned the stars he gave us the date of birth I mean everything is unfolding on purpose and on time we are here today at this time in this moment where everything is happening around the world the way it is and we're here for a specific reason there are people that need to hear our message the way we put it um there's other numerologists out there um but i know that with me sometimes it takes the way i put it to someone to help them see it in a different light like i i never hear about a numerology even relating it like to the bible never no and for me that was something that i was like Uh, yeah yeah i don't think so yeah i don't i don't i've i've listened to a few different numerologists especially when I was first starting to get into it and I've never heard uh-huh. someone related to the bible yeah I never have either in fact I've always been told to stay away from it and you shouldn't you know really mess with that kind of stuff but I'm I'm literally the curious cat I'm grateful I have I think nine lives as a cat because 
I'm curious and I want to know. I want to know the truth. I'm a truth seeker. So I'm open. I'm open to hear and to know about anything and everything. and, And I make sense of it based on just, you know, my knowledge and things that I've experienced as we all really should do. Um, but that I think makes me different than other numerologists out there. And then even, um, you know, just when I talk to people and I, and I do their numerology and I, I let them know that I even, you know, give them scripture as far as like you were born for times such as these, you know, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, I set you apart, you know, um, a man, it's a heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And, you know, there's just so many scriptures that show that you have a purpose. Like you're God created you for a reason. So like, what is that? And what can you do with that? So with you as a, as a life path number two, you're the peacemaker. You're the mediator. You bring people together and which makes sense because you're, you know, you have a podcast, which is, that thing that you bring a message to the table and people can hear it. So, um, you know, it looks like that's exactly what you're doing. Trying to do, I would say, you know, I think it's learning about the life path for me. It really added clarity on like the way, the way I kind of phrase it is astrology kind of lets you know about your personality and some traits you have Mm -hmm. but numerology lets you know about your purpose and your path Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well as I think also your some of the pain that you might go through absolutely that makes sense I like the way you put that to the way you described both I think you're you're really right on with that And, you know, they both have, you know, they're both valid. And to look at that and and get an idea of who you are, it does give you a sense of confirmation, um, even through the pain. Even if there's things, I know, like, for me, there's been, you know, lots of things that I've, that have been, you know, hurtful on my journey. Um. But as a life path seven, I know that it's necessary because sevens are not only the truth seekers, the faith seekers are very faithful and it's built my faith. Like I've had to go through the fire in order to build my faith. And so it's necessary. So, you know, knowing that, like for me, when I'm faced with something, I'm like, okay, you know, I got this. This is, this is part of it. I'm, I'm on track. You know, and I don't have to um, make it about anything else other than this is part of what I need to experience on this, on um, you know, on my journey, so that I can help other people with it. So I would imagine that people find it hard to distinguish between their more purposeful pain. Or struggles, right, mm-hmm. on the journey mm-hmm. versus the, the pain or struggles that they're receiving, the disappointments, the setbacks, when they're out of their purpose. They can't make that distinction. Right. Would you say that's true, or is that what you kind of help people with at the core? Or? 
Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And that, you know, pain is inevitable. I mean, we're going to experience it and it's, and it's necessary. It's part of life. It's what keeps us human. And um, usually it takes us to that next level in our life. Um, you know, when you find yourself in the hospital bed, you come out knowing how to take care of your body better, you know, um, in relationship when you, you know, your heart's broken, you know, maybe you know how to communicate better, how to be a better person. And so there are those things that come out of it. And then there's the other um, situations in life where they're, for example, they want to be the musician, but they're a doctor and they're depressed. And so seeing that they're actually not living their life purpose, which they can be both, they can maybe, you know, sometimes they just need that permission for themselves to say, you know what, okay, I'm a doctor, I'm in this situation, this isn't really where I want to be, but I'm going to spend more time um, playing my guitar or getting out there and and bringing, you know, my friends together and and having, you know, a little band in our garage, because that's what your soul needs, so do it, you know. So there's that, that difference in, in knowing that that pain is there for your growth, which I really think all pain is there for your growth. You all, you, you learn from it. Even, even that doctor that's um, struggling pain, I think is an indicator. It's kind of like that flashing red light, like, Hey, pay attention to something, even physical pain. Um, Because a lot of times, that physical pain is emotion that you're not looking at it, you're not dealing with, and it starts manifesting in your body as back pain or neck pain or ulcers or headaches. And, you know, you need to release those emotions. And so it's an indicator always to look at something. So what's happening? You know, are you on on track? And this is just something that's going to help build you or are you off track and, and you need to get on track and really get clear, you know, what you're up to in this life? Absolutely. And so um, for, for me as an example, okay, what sign, well, not what signs, but what uh, life path numbers am, would I be more compatible with? So being in two life paths, twos are are seem to be like they need love they need they need lovey love (laughs) you know um usually want affection and um my grandson is a two for example and he's very just he's such a love bug and, and he's sensitive and you know if someone says something that you know hurts his heart like he really takes it deep for me stuff like that can just roll off of me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't bother me too much. Um, You're usually compatible with most numbers. Technically the challenge numbers, usually for a two are like a five life path because they're very um, abrasive and strong and they're unattached and, they need, you know, they're the type that they're like the cat that you can't hold on to because if you do, they just, they run away. Um, and that tends to be challenging for a two. Um, and 
you know, I think five for the most part. Um, fours you're supposed to be compatible with. They're the 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 logical, you know, the the builder. They're the um, stable personality, but they can also be very blunt and cynical. They see like the positive and the negative and everything, but they tend to point out the negative in things, not not trying to be cynical or, or, or mean, but they just want people to see the whole picture, but they can be a little, you know, abrasive and, and negative. But for the most part, you know, two life path numbers tend to get along with everybody. They're the, the type of personality that are just really good natured and really like calm and good. But if they ever feel threatened or like pushed up against the wall, they can become like a volcano exploding. Yeah. Like they're the twos are the ones you don't want to mess with. They're the really good, you know, like, um, like the Hulk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, I'm serious. Don't mess with me, you know? And, and he's calm and good. But once, you know, once you get him angry, he, you know, turns green and <laughs> you don't, you won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, that could be a T. So it's like you, you don't want to be with someone that's going to trigger you and, you know, know your boundaries. And, and if they don't and they're rude or abrasive, you know, there's only so much as good natured as twos are that they can take. And then once they do, whoa, you, you better watch out. <laughs> so, yeah, so, sevens have a heart. You know, sevens, it seems like... Mo- a lot of the numbers are a challenge number for a seven. And I know like for me, I really need my space. I need quiet time. I need to be in my own thoughts. I need to ask the deep questions. And so when I'm around someone that's like, you know, a chatterbox or just really way out there, I can only take so much of that. And so I'm kind of like that, that cat that needs to kind of, be in my own little space. Move around and be free. <laughs> free to roam. Yes. You'll come without... back, but you just need to have that time to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So um, with numerology, the three core, it's the life path number, the destiny number, and the hearts number, correct? So there's the, the life path, the heart desire the destiny and you also have a personal year right that you're in a year cycle yeah right um explain then there's also a little bit for us if you can so all so all of these the life path heart desire your destiny um personal year this really describes what your life's journey like is right your life path is is what your life is really just going to like what what you're the road that you're on like really what that's going to look and feel like for you the kind like of it, and it's not roadmap the like like it says life path so yes sure. yes like you know your journey and i mean for some to to put it kind of in in your metaphorical terms like you know whether your journey is, you know, climbing up a, a rocky mountain versus, you know, 
a lonely road to a, um, you know, you're walking through a city, you know, it's just your life path. Everything that you're going to experience in your life is set up on that life path. Now, it's not to say that you can foretell future events or anything like that, but there are going to be events and things that happen for, you know, your growth on your life path. Now, your, your heart's desire or the, or soul's urge, they call it, I call it your heart's desire is, um, this is kind of that thing that, and this is taken from your name. And this is that thing that you seek in life so much that it almost kind of can trip you up. It's that thing that you're like chasing in life, whether it's your passion, but also your downfall. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, your destiny is that's also taken from your name. This is the name given to you at birth. So the name like on your birth certificate, um, that is what you are ultimately here to fulfill. So all these things that are happening are to get you there, you know, really for, for the greater good of humanity. And this is what you're here to fulfill in life. And then your personal year is about um, just really what each year has, you know, what you can expect. And it's all for each next level of growth. And then it kind of recycles back to a one year. So like I'm in a nine year right now. And this is my year of, of clearing out, of getting rid of, of letting go, of doing away with everything old um, to prepare for my one year coming up, which is going to be that, you know, leadership year, you know, new and, you know, next level. So. I have to yeah. look, I think this year is supposed to be a three life cycle year for me or four. I can't quite remember. I think so 2019 life- was a two for me, I believe. 2019 was a two. Um, so then 2020 would be a three for you. So that would be, so then this would be a year of like creativity of, um, fun and, and, and beauty and travel and, um, not doing too much traveling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, yeah. COVID put a a halt on that for sure. (laughs) crazy however 2020 is a four so kind of we are in a four cycle which is about building and rebuilding and in order to rebuild we have to tear down right right so it's really consistent to even like the year that we're in right now that's definitely what 2020 is about yeah oh this year has been it's just knocked everything on its side in and it's been a great year for me it's been a really great year I know for a lot of people even though um this it's just been so so twisted but it's about like really I just feel like everything got unplugged and we're just gonna plug it back in and reset we're I think that's what we're trying to do but I feel like that's not going to happen like the uh the plug doesn't work the same anymore it's not mm-hmm. going to have the same voltage. It's not going to fit the same. 
we need to move differently from here on out. I think that was supposed to be the lesson of the year. Mm, that makes sense. And I mean, just like our smartphones like to, you have Apple and, and these people that like to change the plugs. <laughs> right. For no right. It's, yeah. It's like, why? But that makes sense because that, that it, it seems like, you know, everything has to be done different, differently. Yeah. I mean, the way we do business, the way, the way we people again, the way we people, the way we human. Yeah. So yeah. A, a big part of uh, the reason why this was initially the podcast was initially started. I, I used to have a co-host. Uh, shout out to him. He was also a life path number eleven or a two. Um, oh, okay. But we really wanted to talk about relationship dynamics and how that affects society um, on a social level, you know, a a macro social level, Mm -hmm. how these micro, uh, you know, the micro interactions have a macro effect, Uh, but also spirituality wise, like really getting deep into that so that people can kind of know what's going on. Right. How do you think all this relates to the relationship, the climate, or the state of relationships in general right now? As far as numerology? Numerology, or just, or you can just even talk about it from the perspective of your thoughts on relationships in general right now. How is dating, marriage, and just relationships as a romantic encounters, entanglements? I hate that word. Yeah. Entanglement. Yeah. Shout out to Jada. (laughs) An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That blew me when she said. (laughs) I know. I think everybody is like an entanglement. Really? Even he said, really? That's what we're going with? She's like, yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Hilarious. Yeah. You know, I think that. Um, first of all, we're made up of all numbers in numerology. Okay. And I think that other people outside of us represent our strengths and our weaknesses. Um, I like, I like to tell people that when you're either praising an individual or you're judging an individual, it's always a reflection of yourself. And there are things to learn from other people. If, if there's someone that's triggering you, then that's pain that needs to be healed. That's something that you need to look at. Um, if you're gravitating towards certain people, there's always like a, um, a deeper message in why we do what we do. And I think society has this kind of thing that, you know, we, this is right. And that is wrong, right, wrong, good, bad. And I'm not talking about on a moral level, but like on a, just an opinion, you know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a musician. I want to be a dancer. I want to, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur, you know, I want to, you know, be a humanitarian or whatever. And our conscious mind just needs to judge and be right the conscious mind is is the mind is the side of us that labels something right or wrong or good or bad and compares it to ourself our subconscious mind is connected with the world it's our 
it's the part of us that is our true authentic just being the conscious mind is just that that chatter and I think in relationship because relationships are just just dealing with other people can be so challenging because I think we're expecting people to think like us and to be like us and you hear people say so many times you know I can't believe that person did that. If I was them, I would do it this way. Well, you're, you're not. not them. Exactly. But they, we just have that. I think that's one of the most common, but yet toxic hypotheticals that we have. Yes. If I were them, but you're not, you're you. <laughs> that's why. They exactly. What you would do. And they have a totally different come from. I mean, you see people, you know, you see men yelling at the TV screen, you know, at a football, you know, during a football game or a basketball game. Why did he do that? Or, oh, my gosh, you know, and they're all the expert coaches when really, you know, people operate based on their belief system and based on like who they are at the core level. And I think that that's something that we need to come to understand is that we're not all the same and we're not, we're not all just because someone's different doesn't mean that they're wrong or that they're bad um, for doing things the way they do it, you know, but really stopping to understand, um, you know, why is this triggering me or how, how can I relate to this person in a way such that they get me Um, and really just kind of looking within and, and figuring out how can I be better because this, everybody outside of us is different and I don't know why we all just we think we all have to be the same and it's just this conditioning um and that's one thing that just numerology blew open for me is that we're we're made up of so much and we're so different not only our you know numerology makeup but our experiences and you know the the homes the home that we grew up in this the schools and the just people around us, our friends, you know, our enemies, you know, exactly, exactly what you see on TV, you know, what we listen to that it, it all helps shape us. But at the core, and we're coming that from happened, a very right? specific place. You know, like, say that again, when that happened in your life. Yes, you know, exactly. Like, I could listen to the same song at 10 mm-hmm. and then listen to it again at 15 and 20 and have three completely different interactions with that song exactly it could shape me differently you know or Mm -hmm. or events events yeah right i mean something can tragically happen at a younger age but when you're older you see it differently And, and i can completely attest to that i you know i have my two daughters and now i have a grandson and so oh my gosh the love for your grandchild is like out of this world but it really is no different than the love that you actually have for your children. It's just what makes it different is that you're a different person. So with my daughters raising them, I mean, I was on the go, 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 let's go to school. I got at work, it's laundry and cooking and, and everything was rushed. Now that my daughters in, in like an instant are grown women, um, it just happened like that. Now with my grandson, he's only four. I, I just savor every moment with him. And so when he's playing, I can't just take my eyes off of him. And it's not just 
because I just love him more, but I appreciate more what I took for granted. The time with him is what you Yes. Or really just who he is. And before you kind of had to discover all of that. Yes. So really just stopping and paying attention and just appreciating every, every stage is different. Um, so you experience things at different, in, in different ways as your life evolves and as you change. And he's a life path too. He's a life path too. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You said yes. That. Yeah. Okay. I have two more questions for you, I think. Okay. Um, okay. So you are, you know, a highly attractive women, woman. And thank you. That, that comes with a certain level of, part of your identity you know and how you mm-hmm. interact with the world and how the world sees you mm-hmm. H- how do you how do you think that aspect of you helps or hurts you in the world like what's this how, how yeah. is it how is life to be you know a beautiful woman in 2020 2019 because i it's I think there's a lot of different dynamics going on that I've kind of talked with certain women about. And um, I'm just curious about your take. Yeah. Um, You know, it's funny. I, you know, thank you for that. And, and, you know, I've learned to embrace myself and look in the mirror and say, Hey, you're, you know, you're kind of cute, you know, (laughs) and, you know, appreciate who I am. Right. Exactly. Because it, I think what's something that's just really been big for me is embracing the nerd in me too, okay. is really being like, okay, this is who I am. And like, here's me messing up and here's me being goofy and here's me, you know, with bedhead and really looking like, you know, crap this morning and, and not judging myself and really just being like, because no matter who you are, there's things about you that you always think you could be better. We could always lose a couple more pounds. We can always, you know, I, I look in the mirror and I, I look at my skin and I kind of pull it up a little bit and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm getting older, <laughs> you know, we're just like, I think our mind can mess with us and we can, you know, sometimes never be satisfied. Women tend to be very competitive with each other and um, can be, you know, can, can kind of be judgmental and kind of cruel a little bit to each other. I mean, I always think when, when women go out, they're dressing for other women, not their men, because guys don't really care. They don't care that much. Like it's marginal. (laughs) Yes. Not as much as women. Like, you know, does your belt match your shoelaces? Like that's a woman thing. And women don't notice. Cause they'll be like, oh my God, look at that bling on her laces and goes perfect with her buckle. You know, and guys don't really care that much about those things. I think guys care more, men care more about how a woman makes him feel about himself and, and how she supports him than right. really, you know, what her earrings and her rings and stuff like that. And, and it's attractive to everybody, but um. You know, I I have felt that 
in some levels, being attractive has given me a platform to have to have people kind of listen to me. Like I've gotten into business um, deals and had people, you know, kind of join my businesses in the past and stuff. And I, I know they were more willing to give me an ear because um, they thought I was attractive, but I really, really, really had to fight through something to really get their respect and commitment into a business deal. Because a lot of times they thought they were giving me an ear because, you know, they wanted something more. Right. And um, that had been, you know, a little challenging when you're trying to take something seriously and they're. I, I hear um, that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know it's it's almost like your looks help you get the opportunity but then people discount everything else about you exactly Uh, and men and women probably do that to you right yeah yeah absolutely and so then you have your challenge is not getting the opportunity but being respected in the room once the opportunity comes exactly and that's, that's something that is a fight in itself, right. you know, because, you know, usually, you know, they, they say, you know, you're either attractive or you have brains, you know? And so if someone thinks you're attractive and, and, you know, they're looking at you up and down and not really listening to you, um, it's a challenge because you have to, you have, you now have to really fight for um, that respect and to be heard. And it could be a little offensive sometimes when... Um, and you want to harness that too, right? You, you don't want to... You have their attention, but you just want to transfer it in a different way. Yes. And there's sometimes I just... They're not going to hear it because their mind is somewhere else. And yeah. um, I've learned to cut the cord very quickly. Um, and I, I have just no time for that. You know, I used to kind of think that okay well you know I can I can get them to, to to take me seriously you know through more conversations and I've just really learned to decipher immediately whether this is actually you know a, a, a good deal like we get each other or if it's not and if it's not you know I'm not even going to try to change um, someone's mind and, you know, the key in it for me is that I know who I am and I know what I stand in. And so you're either going to align with it or you're not. And either one is perfectly fine for me. And I don't wish anybody, you know, any negative ill will or anything. It just, it is what it is. And It's not alignment. We're out of exactly. alignment. We're out of sorts with one another. Yeah. Really, yeah. Not, I think that's a, a major blessing is when you know who you are, you can then relate to everyone else more sufficiently yeah Yeah, and you know because of that i I started a facebook group for women and it's um it's under groups but it's called be boss 777 and it is you know i i call it a sisterhood of powerful women who love to empower other women and in this group we encourage each other and we share our, um, you know, sometimes our struggles, but more importantly, our victories. And, and we just encourage the crap out of each other because it's not about competition and who's, you know, has, you know, this bling and that bling and, and things like that. It's, you know, 
whatever shape, size, you know, struggle you've been through, victory, you know, money in the bank, you know, or not, it's like at the end of the day, we have to support each other and, and just love on each other and appreciate each other's um, quirkiness and gifts and talents and and I love to see, I love to see like I'm a dance floor and pe- someone's out there and they literally have no clue how to dance <laughs> and they're out there dancing their hard way. I just think that is like so just freeing. And I just like, I love to cheer that on. I just want to see people be who they are and just not give a bleep about what anybody else thinks and just have that satisfaction in their heart and love who they are. Absolutely. Do you, do you have any book recommendations for the people? Because I think you've given us fantastic takeaways and insight tonight. Thank you. Well, I am in the middle of, of writing a book, so I'm going to actually be having a book coming out soon, and I do not have a title on it yet, but... Um, it is about numerology and it, and I'm trying to make it as simple and basic as possible. So that just, it's not woo woo or weird. It's just like, here's the science. This is how to operate with the people around you. Here's how to figure it out and how to work with it. So I'm working on that. Um, and, um, as far as books, oh my goodness. I, I just, I love books. Um, I let's see which could I recommend there's um as far as numerology you're just saying just as in general empowerment books anything that you think would yeah be beneficial I would definitely say the five love languages figure out your love language and figure out your your partners and even your your kids or your family's love language and understand how they need to be loved um, and how you need to be loved, whether it's words of affirmation, um, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, or gift giving, um, figure out what that is. I think that's really important. Um, I like books like, um, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle, um, is really powerful because it's about the ego mind, our conscious and how it kind of just that, that chatter. I think that's a huge, um, huge thing to understand is the difference in our conscious and our subconscious minds. Um, I am reading, um, the NLP, there's various NLP books that I think are, um, really awesome. Just doing kind of a a little research on, on NLP neuro-linguistic programming, um, I think is really important because you understand how our mind just works and again the conscious and the subconscious mind um i love um, like abraham hicks books um she's just offers some really deep um insight napoleon hill there's a really good book uh napoleon hill wrote the book um think and grow rich and if you're familiar with his story he was set on a i think 20-year mission by dale carnegie to interview 500 of the most wealthiest people in the world. Right. And he literally had to spend time with them, like eat with them, spend time with them, ask them questions. And after this 20 years, 
he wrote the book Think and Grow Rich. And it wasn't like work hard and grow rich or do and grow rich. It was about mindset and how Which is we think. Absolutely key. I don't um, think you can be successful without a positive mindset. I think that's the number one thing I struggle with, to be honest. Yeah. I think I can put in the work, no problem. But just maintaining the mindset that is needed, it, it can be inconsistent. Yeah. And it's something I think everyone struggles with, but it's a muscle that you just need to exercise. Right. You need to spend time in meditation and, and saying positive things. Because that's the thing. The conscious mind thinks we're all different and it judges and it just, it makes us wrong or other people wrong. And so it's, you can't go to the gym one time and get like this crazy good workout and think that you're set for the rest of your life. You know, it's, it's a, it's a daily thing that you work through. A lifestyle. Um, Absolutely. And you just got to practice those affirmations um, and saying, you know, I got this. I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. I'm proud of myself. I did great today. You know, or today wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. But you know what? It's perfect. And tomorrow's going to be better. And learning how to how to talk like that to yourself, because that's the most important conversation that you will ever have. Yes, is how you talk to yourself. Another great book that I highly recommend is The Untethered Soul. Um, it's, it's a journey beyond yourself. It just really goes into like our mind and how our heart um, like operates. A lot of times people get their hearts broken and they just don't want to love anymore. And how that like stills our energy and um, just really powerful. Absolutely. I think we've all kind of been there at some point, right? Absolutely. And it's, you know, what you do with it. So the thing is having the tools because life is life, but, you know, we need the tools to get us to that next level because we can, we can really stay stuck and not know what to do with it. And I think that's why some people, you know, they fall into addiction or, you know, worst case scenario, commit suicide. They have no idea that their life had a purpose. Right. Absolutely. Now, I I think that's really what's on my heart is for people to be in their purpose so they don't feel that way. So they're not addicted. They don't feel hopeless and they're not prone to suicide because, um, you know, a lot of people are committing suicide because of their relationship issues now. Yeah. Their failure to find love, failure to be understood. They, they're not compatible with anyone. And it's, you know, in this age that we live in with social media, they're seeing what they think is reality and it's not of someone else's life. And then playing that comparison game and, you know, uh, what is it? Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's rough, and then you just you kill yourself before you get to the finish line. You take yourself out of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just that's tragic. That is such a tragedy. I mean, there's we all have a purpose. And when you're clear on what that is and really what you need, even, even through relationships, I mean, knowing that this person, um, 
isn't a match, then you can have, you know, peace with that. I think what people cause suffering too is attachment. People right. get attached and they think it should be a certain way. Like, no, the world needs to be this way. I need my family to be this way. I need my job to be this way. And they don't realize that you just got to let it flow because I believe that God created the universe in a way such that it serves you. It wants to give you, you just have to, you, you have to let it and just, you know, act in your life as if, you know, what you want is, is happening. And what people really want at the end of the day is just to be happy. Exactly. But it's finding that pathway to happiness or the mindset for happiness is hard. It is. Um, and it's, it's not easy impossible. too. Right. No. <laughs> it's that fine line of being stuck in the conversation. Because when people say that, I like to say only if you say so. It's hard. Well, only if you say so. <laughs> only if you say so. <laughs> because it's easy too. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not uncomfortable. But and that's the big thing, right? Uncomfortable, right? Getting out of your comfort zone and getting into healthy practices that mindset shift, exactly. Especially someone who's used to a lot of people have a bully that lives in their head, and this bully will just like tear you up and it'll just tell you that you're not good enough, you're not worth it. Look what you did, look what you did last year, look at your, your relationships are broken, you're not. What, what are you doing with your life? Where, you know, and, and it's the self-talk. And if you can take that and, and switch the, you know, flip the, the, the script in your head of, you know, everything up until now, I have, I have learned and it's going to help me be better tomorrow and in the future. And um, I am good enough and I am worth it. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on my life. And, you know, and you, you start saying the opposite of the negative to yourself because the key is, is just you yourself believing it. Who cares what anybody else thinks? They have their own bullies in their own head that they're having to deal with. So, you know, be your, be your own best friend, like love, love yourself and all your quirkinesses and all your, you know, I don't know. Idiosyncrasies. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're definitely, I would say like, I want to have you back on again. I feel like we could just go on and continue this conversation and absolutely talk about it from some different angles. Um, but I definitely want to have you on the new podcast, uh, the Himalayan that's based on the uh, dating dynamics trilogy that I'm writing as well. So I definitely Ooh. want you on when you have the new book and we can just, you know, talk um, as well as when you, can I talk about the podcast potentially? Right. You know? Uh-huh. Okay. So put, you know, <laughs> we can edit that out if she said no, but she said, yeah. So we're all <laughs> yes, no, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, potentially we could maybe do a, um, a guest episode or I'm here to help you, um, you know, establish your podcast. Cause I definitely Thank think you. you have a message and a voice that uh, a lot of people would benefit from. And I just want to thank you for the gems that you provided tonight um, for this Absolutely. episode. Um, 
as well. Did you have any questions for me? Um, I right now do not have any questions. I'm just, I'm just a bubble of gratitude right now. I just thank you so much for, um, letting me, you know, giving me this opportunity to talk about what I love about more than anything. And I appreciate your questions and, um, and I really look forward to definitely connecting again and, um, yeah, and talking about, you know, the Himalayan and, 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 you know, the book that I'm bringing out too. my destiny number is a two, it's a two, by the okay. way. Yeah. So Perfect. I know a seven, a two. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm ultimately here to be that mediator as well and to bring a message. So, um, I, you know, I want to fulfill that and I'm just, I'm just really in a lot of gratitude right now and just appreciate, um, appreciate your time and, and all your questions. Well, I think I was kind of thinking about it, but uh, after our conversation today, I think this will be an excellent final episode for um, a podcast that's uh, close to my heart. So when you hear this, everyone, this is it. Like Michael said, this is it. <laughs> new chapter, new beginnings. New, new you know beginnings. What that... we're, uh, yes. we're on to the new books, the new elements, new energy, new beginnings. We have, we're going to have new content coming soon, you know. So, and I'm excited love for future that. collaborations with you in particular. So I love that for helping me close this out. You're very welcome. And if I can say one last thing is the thing I appreciate and love about sunsets so much is that they are evidence that even endings can be beautiful. There's always a new beginning. Always. And I love that, that, that imagery just gave me, it just made me reflect on, uh, I actually wrote a short story called sunset horizons in high school. Oh, wow. And wow. so it just made me kind of think about that. So yeah, absolutely. Endings can be beautiful. And this was great. Awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you for your time. And um, to everyone that's listened to the episodes we've had so far, it wasn't a long run for uh, this podcast, but I think it was a good run. And I hope that you continue to share it and, maybe go back, listen to episodes and leave comments and um, follow us on the next journey as well. So uh, I just want to thank all of the guests that we've had on here. Um, I want to thank Sean, who started the podcast with and didn't quite work out, but um, I just wish everyone the best in all of their uh, journeys in life and whatever their paths may be. So um, and again, thank you so much. I can't put into words how, how great this was. It, it feels good to be done and close this chapter. So thank you for helping me do that. Awesome. You're already know you're a great life coach, you know, so you brought <laughs> that you. energy here today for this episode. So um, thank you. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. <laughs>